You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Got Jenna into uh, Cobra Kai. Uh, finally picked yeah. that back up. I've been kind of like watching it while she was napping and secretly mm-hmm. uh, around her. Uh, and like 22 minute episodes. It's a good way to kill 22 minutes, right? Yeah. And it's it's a good show. But really got sucked in and, and loved And I started watching it when it was on YouTube, but just like the first couple of free episodes. Uh, uh-huh. And really, when it was on Netflix, I'm like, all right, here's my chance. It's free. I don't have any excuses. So yeah, I guess a couple of weeks ago, got back into it and watched like four or five in a row. And then uh, mm-hmm. she picked right up along with me. She was like, you know what, you've been watching a lot of, uh, she, she's been watching um, Agent Carter, uh, Marvel's oh. Agent Carter oh, on, man, on Disney+. Oh, man, I've got to catch up on that. That's a yeah. great show, man. Very, I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, very well done. Uh, so she was like, all right, you know, I've been making you watch my show. We can watch an episode of your show. But then... <laughs> one <fell> episode. <laughs> <One>. <laughs> well, yeah, 22 minutes versus an hour. Seems fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah. no, but uh, she loved it. And then we just kept going and uh, finished the first season over the weekend. Haven't started the second one yet, but uh, it's so fun, so man! Strong, it's man. So I highly recommend. Fun. You know that it's not that William Zabka is like the greatest actor in the world. He's but not the way bad he, though. But the way he plays Johnny is really good, and like it, it, it says something. I think that like for us kids that grew up in the eighties, uh, obviously not talking about you, Tess. Uh, you know, those of us that grew up in the eighties with all of those underdog, like we were lousy with underdog story movies. And it's so funny now how like we've grown up and now we're making the movies that are redeeming the villains of those films. Well, because it turns Uh, out the world is a little more complicated than black and white. And, uh, exactly as hateable as, uh, Johnny Lawrence was as that, well, Mm -hmm. that, that is the character's name. What's the actor's name? It's interesting for them. William Zabka. It's interesting for them to give him like motivation, like, especially in that first season, they explore like why he was the way he was. Mm -hmm. And like what, what the real story was like what the way that Daniel LaRusso kind of just came blowing into town and how that affected him. And it was like, this is really interesting. Like there's so much test. There's so much heart in this show. More so than any of the movies, I would argue. Exactly. It's okay. Okay. It's better. I mean, obviously it relies on the, at least the first two movies, it relies on them to tell this story. But no, I agree with Joel. Like the show is way better and way more satisfying. And I'll tell you like, and you just saw a glimpse of it in this first season, Joel, when uh, when Johnny goes to the dealership so Daniel <laughs> yes. could get him a new car. Yeah. And it's so funny, like, when you see them and they're hanging out and they have those glimpses of, like, when they find common ground and they get along. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, like, this is great. This is, like, how it could be. But obviously, like, something's going to happen that's going to oh, yeah. tear them apart. It's still a and soap opera at its heart. Man, uh, but I'll tell you, like, that is DNA of a good show. When you've got compelling enough characters uh-huh. that, like, it, it makes you root for both of them. Like, you just yeah. want them to get over it. And because, obviously, they're destined to be buddies. Like, yeah. you guys, you have more in common than you think. And it's like, you're mm. so engaged in it. But, yeah, that, that episode where they go car shopping together <laughs> it's is great. amazing. End up at a bar. Yeah. Uh, See, I'm, I'm I'm interested in that because you guys were telling me that, so definitely have to watch like the first two to kind of understand it. But so yeah. is, is he still like the bad guy in the show though? He's, yeah, he's like, sweep the leg. John is Daniel the bad guy? Yeah, is he still a bad? Oh, well, not Daniel, but like yeah, John is he still a no, bad guy in the no, show? He's, he's in the show. He's 
he's obviously a he's like that stereotype of the the jock that couldn't get he's never grown up like he's never gotten yeah. past oh. his glory days oh uh, and, so and, and after he's, really, he's like stuck in the 80s you know oh, uh, okay. a little bit of that arrested development mm-hmm. but um but then like circumstances change and he's kind of forced to grow a bit but but when he's delightful is when he's still kind of stuck in the 80s like he doesn't understand how internet works <laughs> and like how technology works. what <laughs> like, like there's there's a point and i don't know if it's in the first season or the second season but he makes a commercial for his dojo and then he tells one of his students he's like there okay cool now sh- send it to the internet <laughs> it doesn't, it oh doesn't work like that oh my god <laughs> to answer your question though tess i would say yeah. the 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 series it's one of its kind of main theses is, is there aren't good guys and bad guys. Everybody, it's all kind of perspective. It's uh, where you're coming down uh, and who you relate yourself with. And aside from just making Johnny seem really likable and sympathetic, they do a good well, he's job. He's not though, but he really isn't. Like, uh, not at first. No, he's no, not. no, not at first. But you at least understand why he is the way he is. He's not just yes. because in the movie, in the first movie, he's just like bully white guy oh, who yeah. has no yeah. dimensions to him he's just yeah. the antagonist for for poor uh, Ralph and see, that's the thing. I've only seen the first one and I didn't know until you, you guys told me. I didn't know until you guys told me recently there's like four it's <laughs> well the fourth one is like the next karate kid that doesn't have it's anything more. to do with that story except oh, it's got Mr. Jane, Miyata, right? okay I have seen that one then yeah so I haven't yeah. seen the first three but you said something in the third one kind of d- you do need to know a little bit for there's the a little bit one. yes there's a little bit in the third one if, if you watch you're gonna want to watch the third one before you watch the second Joel's season. like no Joel's no. like hell no <laughs> See, that's Joel <laughs> not worth it. human beings don't behave like Joel does okay Joel <laughs> Joel is not a completionist when it comes to the story he likes to just fill in the blanks well, with his own like the, you know fantasy this show is, uh, is the show does a very good job of, of telling you what you does. need to know and it relies right. on oh, on, yeah. on uh, flashbacks. It shows clips from the movie. So uh, mm-hmm. that that third one is uh, such a pile of shit. It is not worth sitting through <laughs> two hours <laughs> just so you can get a couple of subplots in this movie or in the show. They're going to be explained so to you anyway. It, honestly, the, your best bet, you know, I would say watch the first, watch the second, because what I hear is in the third season, they're going to be bringing some stuff from the second movie in. Oh, uh, uh, And the second one's kind of worth a watch. But like the third one, no, I, I agree with Joel. We, we <laughs> listen to our listen to our Karate Kid three episode. Yes. Uh, it was it's garbage. It is garbage. It is a waste <laughs> of film. But the thing is, before you watch the second season of the show, uh-huh. get with me, and I'll just give you a quick recap there of what go. happened. Because there's just a few things, a few minor things you need to know about that movie that's oh. going to make the, the season, the second season, make more sense. There's got to be a, like oh, a YouTube yeah, yeah. compilation or something. That oh, I'm sure there recap. is, man. If, if they have a YouTube compilation for like eight Fast and Furious movies, mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody did it for like three Karate Kid films. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. We're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the, the fourth one that you don't need to watch at all either. Yeah, the race wank. And Will Smith kid crying all. No, over. no, that's the fifth. That's one. the fifth what? one. That's the fifth one. There, yeah, oh, the, I mean, there was, okay. So there's the Karate. Well, that's kid. not even a sequel. That's Kar- just a remake. Karate Kid two, Karate Kid three, and then uh-huh. the next Karate Kid. Now the next Karate Kid has, still has Mr. Miyagi, but uh-huh. like Hillary Swank comes in and she becomes the new student. What the fuck? Oscar <laughs> award winning Hillary Swank. I mean, I like, I love, I like her at all. Boys what? don't cry. Hillary, Hillary Swank. Swank. Oh wow, she's good in that. You're talking about um, 
not Dead Poet Society. What's that other one about writing? Million Dollar Baby. Uh, oh, oh, it's like where the kids are like writing and she's the teacher. I forgot what, what's the name. Of it. Oh, probably... oh, yeah. Like Freedom Writers or yeah, something. There it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is like I kept like Dangerous Minds kept coming to my head. That's what I, I thought it was. Pushed it away. I was like, no, it's not that one. That's <laughs> what yeah, I was like, not Dead Poet Society. I was like, because I just saw something about Dead Poet Society recently. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Oh, Captain yeah. Mike. Oh, because I was watching. Yeah, I was watching um on Showtime. Uh, the Don that Don Cheadle show. Um, uh, lie to me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Not lie. Yeah. And he, I was like, and at one point in time, uh, this guy, he he stood up. He's oh, Captain, my captain. So that's yeah. why. I, uh-huh. That's why I was thinking about Dead Poet. Have Society. you guys? Have you guys watched the documentary Robin's Wish? No, no, I heard about it, oh. man. I was reading uh, interviews uh, with um, or, or transcripts of interviews with uh, his late wife and uh, just mm-hmm. kind of what we know now it's that we didn't know then. Yeah, I know. It's heartbreaking. It's just, man, like the more you learn about his story, like the more crushing it is. You're I like, know. oh, Wait, had somebody come along that knew what was going on, maybe there would have been a different, like, different turnout um, or result, Wait. rather. Wait, Robin's, Robin's Wish, what is that? It's a documentary about Robin Williams, but specifically about like the actual disease that he had that caused him to do what he did, you know, like to take his own life. He he was actually, he was suffering. He was dying from a disease that he didn't even understand or know that he had. Uh, And they didn't find out until after like the autopsy and stuff that like he had actually been suffering for a while. Yeah, so it's they talk to his wife, they talk to his colleagues, they yeah. talk to his daughter, Kids, and yeah. it's just it's heartbreaking. Um, but like you know, just the the impact, and and they do the the documentary thing, especially what you're you're expecting with a Robin Williams documentary, like mm-hmm. the impact that he had on the people around him, and you know, it's it's a shame because it's always that same story that like he lit up the room, like whenever he was around, like you yeah. never got the idea that there was a problem because he was just the salt of the earth, and it's just like oh man, oh. Uh, you just imagine what what else he could have done. What other bad movies he could have done with Billy Crystal? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Listen to our Father's Day episode. <laughs> oh man, the possibilities were endless. But we also did a hook episode, so you could also listen to that yeah. because that was a, a really Rufio, good Robin Williams. Rufio, Rufio. Um, so what's new, guys? What's happening with you guys? I know uh, we got football season is underway. <laughs> Yeah, we do. My Raiders are undefeated right now as of this recording. Yeah, hey man, fuck, hey man, fuck your Raiders. <laughs> My Cowboys are one and one, baby. You know what hey, I'm your Cowboys had about the most impressive comeback I've ever seen in football. Yeah, man, that's how we play, man. I'm not going to lie. They had us in the first half. We... <laughs> oh, man. there's a. I had, I had to post that meme. I was like, Dak Prescott's uh, post-game interview. It's like, they had us in the first half. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Hey, I caught a little bit of that game. How are they doing? Uh, are there are there people in the stands? I think there are. Yeah, yeah, it's a limited yeah. capacity. That's what oh, I yeah, thought. Man. Are they piping in like uh, different audience sound effects then? Because I think they might be for TV. I think they yeah. might be doing that. Yeah, it sounds like there was yeah. a lot more people there than there actually were when they were like cut away to the stands. So I was like, am I not <laughs> seeing the whole picture? Yeah, no, yeah, no they're, they're pumping in sound. Yeah, they're pumping into. They had like about apparently twenty thousand people though. There mm-hmm. is what they is what they that's had there. A good amount of people. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a lot. I mean, it seats Too about many. like eighty about eighty thousand is what they said. But mm-hmm. I mean, they've been pumping in sounds and all the other in a bunch of the other different sports like basketball. They've got all that sound is like fake. That's why the players they can all hear each other talking trash. So yeah. that's why it's been getting pretty <laughs> chippy and stuff like. That. But I'll tell you, man, basketball's got it figured out. Basketball oh, has yeah. it figured out. 
They haven't the had any problems at None. all in the bubble. Hockey's done pretty well too with their bubble that they've got going on. Mm-hmm. It's just that, and somebody proposed it for football, but it's like, dude, they got like fifty-three people on a team. Like, yeah, you like how are you gonna do it? Yeah. Big, it's like how do you have a big bubble for for all those who for the water boy, the second water boy, the special teams coach, yeah. and all the other people. It's like too many, too yeah. many. Oh yeah, yeah. It was weird. They'd cut away to the sidelines, and like half the people would be wearing masks, and then the other half weren't, or they'd be wearing it incorrectly. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. so Why even bother? So thing, why even with the pretense? The thing that I love, and I think Tess has probably noticed this too, is yeah. watching the coaches on the sideline. They're already yeah. wearing masks, but then they're also hiding their mouths when they're talking. <laughs> exactly. Like, can't it's see like, you. like wrong? Like, they can't see your mouth. <laughs> the masks are for that, so they can't see you. What are you doing? You're crazy. Yeah, they they, they should have thought what, about that years ago. And what's also funny, what's also funny with the coaches, a couple of them actually got fined for not wearing their mask this past Sunday. Oh, is that a thing? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. They got fined like a hundred k. Man. For now, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, you got to, you got to do it. You got to wear that mask. John Gruden wasn't even wearing his mask correctly. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right for Gruden. Right? I think. I think at one point he just had it over his nose, but his mouth was like hanging out the bottom. <laughs> I was like, bro, you're even doing that wrong. Like, no. usually they couldn't, they couldn't hear me. I had to yell at. <laughs> oh man! So Joel's been watching uh, Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what have you been up to, Tess? Um, well, I was still watching Lovecraft Company, uh, Company Country. So they, <laughs> the Lovecraft Company. But I was watching that. Fin- finished that up at least. Well, caught up to it. Um, and but the movie that I watched recently actually oh, yeah. was. The Mighty Ducks 2. I saw the <laughs> oh. second version because they finally released it, I guess, on the, uh, Disney, on the Disney Plus or whatever, or at least let me have access to it. So yeah. I watched the second one. Yeah. Still doesn't, still didn't age as well, man. It's like, I'm like, geez, I'm two for two. <laughs> I followed the first one recently and it didn't age as well either. And this yeah. one. Same boat, man. It was okay, but I'm looking. I'm I'm gonna be devastated if the third one is not good. Oh, because that's my favorite one. Oh no, yeah, Tess. I think that's you're in for some disappointment. One. Is there something you've seen, Joe? Have you seen any movies? Uh, actually, I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie, um, uh, with Janelle Monet called Antebellum. I have. Uh, yeah. I checked that out. It seen? is awesome. Yeah. It's amazing, man. I'm it's, having I, trouble I figuring out what it is. Well, yeah. I can't tell you because it's it would ruin what? it. So I'm oh. just gonna say that you gotta just you gotta watch this movie. Just visually, it is outstanding, and then like just the story that they're telling, uh, really good. I, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, uh, mm-hmm. so I I definitely recommend it. Um, I it, while I'm watching it, it's so funny. While I'm watching it, I'm like, man, this feels a lot like Get Out and and like us. Like it's got that Jordan Peele feel, and totally didn't realize, uh, it's like produced by Jordan Peele. Uh-huh. <laughs> Figured, yeah. Oh wow. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's good, man. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of been, that's kind of been my life that and taking care of the kiddos. Uh, we're going to take the, take the kids through the, uh, the drive through state fair on Friday. Oh, oh wow. now how's that working? I didn't know about this. I, I don't know, man. Sarah about the tickets. Uh, I I'd seen just a little bit about it, but I guess instead of actually having the fair, obviously mm-hmm. they're not doing that, but people still want to get their fair food hookup. They're yeah. doing a thing where, like, you go to Fair Park, you buy tickets, go to Fair Park, and you kind of like drive through. And I guess with the price of admission, you get to like sample a certain amount of like the the food places, and like you just kind of drive by, get your stuff, and kind of move on. And then there's a a point where you can stop in front of Big Tex and still take your picture, <laughs> and then and then kind of move on there. 
So we're doing that Friday. Uh, yeah. Kind of excited ah. about that. Yeah. Um, I did see that. Yeah. yeah, you could you could place an order. Uh, they'll they'll deliver a, a selection of fried foods. From the fair to your house, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds fun." I was looking at the menu; it's like everything on. There. Like, I can't eat any of this stuff. Like, it is so bad for you. It's oh, bad, yeah, man. fresh. I can't imagine what it's like in an Uber driver's car for forty minutes inside of a box. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, no, you, I was never, I was never a big fan of the fair, and the the problem was working in radio for how long, Tess? Twenty years. <laughs> Twenty years. Twenty years. <laughs> working train. in radio. Working in radio that long, I would always have to work the state fair. And it was like the worst. I hated going. But then, like, I started dating Sarah, and she's one of those people. Like, she loves going to the fair. Tradition, she loves, right? like, like, the tradition, going going in and checking out the food, checking out, like, the games and rides and stuff. And And since we've had kids, like, since we've had Harper specifically – like there's a little bit more fun to be had to kind of experience it through Harper is like, all right, I can kind of see this. It's still not my thing. I don't like getting around, like even before the pandemic, I hated getting around groups of people, <laughs> but like I can, I can see where this could be fun. You know, if, if Harper's having fun, this is a good time. So, uh, so yeah, like I, now we, we've gone, I think almost every year since we've been together, uh, and and it helped being in radio, like getting those free tickets. Yeah, and stuff. I think this is the first year we're going to have to pay to go. <sighs> um have you guys seen before before we move on to the to the movie of the night Mm -hmm. um since we're still talking about some some video gaming tangentially related to my earlier video game talk uh have you seen any of the uh the footage of the star wars squadrons game that's getting ready to come out no i kind of forgot it was coming out i feel like we're getting a star wars game a year uh because i bought battlegrounds (laughs) a couple years ago last Mm -hmm. year i got the fallen order uh fallen order which is great from what i've played of it uh, yeah. but then this one seems like another kind of battlegrounds where it's like, Oh, I gotta be online to really get the most out of it. Doesn't yeah. Look- it's, it's not, it's definitely, it's meant to be just a multiplayer experience. Yeah. It's a, it's a not fight sim, battle sim kind of fl- Yeah. I didn't think that'd be your thing. Um, I'm totally down with this. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Oh dude. I, I, I went in with the, uh, for the, the, the flight stick controls and like the thrust and stuff to kind of hook that up and, nice. and, and <laughs> going all out. Yeah, going all out. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited about that. And and I don't know if you guys were online the last couple of days, but they did the releases for the PlayStation Five and the Xbox. I did see that. Did oh yeah, man! Can't wait till Christmas. I managed to (laughs) nab me nothing. (laughs) I I didn't get anything. It's. I sat, I sat on, well, for the PlayStation 5 one, they messed it up. They did the whole, like, all the reveal of the games and mm-hmm. stuff. And then, like, it was supposed to be, like, the next day mm-hmm. was when they were going to go on sale. But apparently, like, retailers jumped the gun and made them all available, like, right after the presentation. Uh. And so they got nabbed up. And when people got online, they didn't even realize it happened. And people got online the next day, and they're like, all right, ready to go. And, like, nothing was available. Everything's already sold like, out. Everything was already sold out. Uh, and so Xbox just completely trolling PlayStation. Like, yeah, well, we're not going to have that problem. We we promise you. We'll mm-hmm. let you know before they go on sale, blah, 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 blah. So, like, I didn't even think, like, I wanted a PlayStation 5 because I am I like the selection. I think the games look a lot better for that one. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. The Xbox is just that we are kind of an Xbox family here. Sarah prefers the Xbox oh. uh, as kind of our media device. And so, um, so like, 
I, I get on three, I'm on three different sites. I get to work <laughs> that next morning. Well, bro, like I get to work at like 5 a.m. So I'm like, I've got plenty of time. I've got three sites set up. When this stuff goes live at 10, I'm guaranteed, I have to nab at least one. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we're, we should be good. And so I get on there and as soon as they open up, like I, I refresh and there it is, pre-order. I hit it, it's in my cart. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, let me check out. And as I'm hitting like checkout, oh, no. like I get an error message, like that uh, item that you tried to buy is now sold out. And I'm like, uh, well, wait a minute. I'm like, bro, it's in my cart. And Joel, that happened with three different sites. It happened with the uh, the GameStop site, mm-hmm. Best Buy, and Target. Like it would just, it would show up in my cart. I would go through the checkout process, hit like hit the final button. And it's like, oh yeah, that item's no longer available. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Well, bro, if you let me put it in my cart, it should be safe. Like, yeah. how do you how do you do that? Like, how do you have a system that doesn't like secure? Like, all right, you've got it in your cart. You've got like five minutes to finalize your transaction, and then after that, we're going to release it. Like, that's that's how it should work, right? You would think so, yes. But no. but apparently, but apparently, you got cyber bullied. Man, I totally <laughs> it's, what it it's what it sounds like. Well, what's funny is Jay, who used to do the uh, the Eight Bit Gladiators podcast with us, mm. he's always complaining about like you know, well, it's the bots, man. You got to watch out it for is. the scalper bots. They get in there and do well, dude. Every time he'd talk about that, I'd be like, "You sound like such a tinfoil hat." <laughs> oh, no, it's mother- true. You know what you're talking about? Jay. Robots buying fucking video <laughs> game systems. <laughs> I'm I am converted after this last two days. I am absolutely a believer now that like there are robots out oh, yeah. there buying up this stuff. And I'm just like, how come I don't know how to program one of these things? <laughs> it's probably well, probably because you're still getting cyber bullied by these bots. Cyber bullied by the bots. So uh postscript to all this, mm-hmm. I'm part of a I'm part of a um uh, a Twitter group that like this person will go out and he'll give like updates on like, Hey, these just showed up on this website. These just showed up here. Oh, these yeah. just showed up here. And I posted a video that I had taken of me trying to check out on the Best Buy website. Oh, no. <laughs> Tessa's team. <this. laughs> We're like, I would keep hitting buy or like check out and it would like show me that thinking circle. Mm-hmm. And then it would just come back to that page again. Oh. And I would keep hitting it, keep hitting it. And it wouldn't do anything. So I posted that video and somebody reached out to me and they were like, Hey man, um, I've got one. I've got one that I don't need. Ooh. Uh, I, I'm happy to sell it to you at retail if you want it. Uh, just let me know if you're interested. And so I, I reached out to him. I was like, hey, you know, uh, PM me. So we kind of went back and forth. He was like, you know what? This will go a lot faster if you just text me. So I started, we started texting back and forth. And I, I you know, I, he was like, dude, so yeah, here's the deal. I got a PlayStation 5 and that's what I wanted. So I really don't need the Xbox. And that's why I'm getting ready. I was like, okay, cool. Well, let me ask you this. How are we going to do it? Because this does not come with the security and the assurances as if I was buying it from a retailer. I've never really done this with an individual. How do we do this so that way we both mutually know we're Mm -hmm. not going to get screwed by the other? And he's like, well, I understand. He's like, well, here's the deal. I can give you the login information for my Best Buy account and you can kind of like, if you want, you could change the password to it hmm. and like kind of keep that if you want. Uh, and then like that way you can kind of be, you could check it out and stuff. I was like, okay, well, first off, there's no way I'd be able to change the password and you not be able to get in there and change it back. Like it's tied to your email. Like if you, you True. would be getting the emails saying like, Hey, do you want to change your password stuff? So I appreciate that. But 
Uh, let me let me think about it for a second. And so I went through his his Best Buy account and kind of looked at previous orders mm-hmm. to see if he had a history of stuff that he'd bought. And it wasn't just like just now. Right. And he did. He had a whole bunch of stuff. But the thing that struck me was he had a whole bunch of orders that were being delivered to and picked up in Greece, New York, which is the town I used to live in. in oh, Rochester. interesting. Yes. So I reached out to this guy. I was like, hey, so I see you got a bunch of stuff being picked up and delivered in Greece. Do you have family there? He's like, well, actually, my girlfriend lives there. And that's why I order stuff. And I'm like, that's so funny. I'm like, I used to live in Greece. I was born and raised there, went to school there. Uh, he's like, no way. I was like, yeah, small world. Like, Where does she live? And he's like, oh, yeah, lives here. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's over by the lake. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be moving there. So, like, the most heartbreaking thing is over the course of this discussion, I am realizing, like, this dude's probably legit. But then at the same time, I, it's dawning on me that, but there's still no way that I can give him like five hundred dollars oh, yes. and hope and hope that in two months he's gonna give me this item. Right. Yeah. So I ended up telling him I was like, and because I I was like, hey dude, let me see if I can change the shipping address of this item, maybe I'd be down for this. And I wasn't able to do it. You had to change the payment option first. Uh, and I was like, no, I'm sorry. I was like, dude, you seem like a really nice dude. He's in the anime. Uh, yeah. I, I shared I shared some of the stuff I'd worked on, and he's like, I've watched that. And I was like, oh, well, uh, but, uh, but I was like, uh, real love connection I'm, here. Huh? I, was, I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. He seemed like a nice dude. I was like, I'm, so- I'm sorry, dude. I just, I cannot, I, I just don't feel right about it. I was like, I don't mean any offense, but I just, you never know. It's too risky. Good and cool. the thing is like, he, he, and he wrote back, he was like, he was like, I understand. It's totally cool. And dude, he texts me early this morning. He's like, Hey, I, I see on a group that these are available on target again. If you want to check it out, like he didn't have to do that. That was that was kind of a nice thing. Joe, but, that's all part of his yeah. scam is to lull you into know, a false right? sense of security. False sense of security where I'm like, well, hey, you still got that one? Um, no. So and then you never hear from him again. No, right. Uh, he tells it to Mexico. Dude, I had like taken screenshots of his address based on his credit card information and his <laughs> girlfriend's address just in case I decided to go through You're with prepared this. Prepared to report him. I was, I was, well, I was prepared to, to track him down. Or, or yeah, um, or extort him. Like, like, like Liam Neeson. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I have a, Joe has a particular set of skills. <laughs> skills <and it's laughs> to find people. And then I video find... game consoles. Oh, from man. Third party. Get, my ass, get my ass kicked by this guy in the Bronx. <laughs> Just bring me with him, man. It'd be like testing Joe go to Greece. <laughs> <laughs> but Greece, New York. Yeah, exactly. Get, get him to the Greece. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, I hope it works out for you, Joe. I hope you're able to procure your own PS5. Uh, oh yeah, dude. You know what? I'll have to wait. I'll wait until November. And and the thing is, like looking at looking at funds and finances and stuff, it would have been really irresponsible not the best. Yeah. <laughs> if if I was even able to do it. it you know, you get into this mode where you're just kind of looking at the you're looking at the carrot, not really focused on the other things that go into getting it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was like today that I looked at it and I was like, oh, that would have been stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't get. Oh, why do you think I didn't try? Yeah. <laughs> you're Oprah rich. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> just live like me. Just live five years behind the industry. I just got an Xbox One and a PlayStation Four like last oh, year. True. Oh my god! Yeah. All the games are super right. cheap. It's great. For the past, but the thing is, like, for, since what? Since the first PlayStation, I've kind of always been an early adopter of technology, like the new game systems and stuff, and that's just kind of always been a passion for me. Uh, and and so it's hard. It, and and here's the thing, Joel. I'm I'm an obsessive type. 
And when someone tells me, like, if I feel like the world is telling me I can't have something, right. it makes me want it more. Um, and so that's something that I have to temper. But you're right. I should be. I, I, I think I'll be fine. I'll be fine until I, I got like a backlog of like a dozen games mm-hmm. on, on both of my Xbox and my PlayStation 4. I need to just chill out play through those Mm -hmm. and then when i'm done i can move on to the other thing like it's okay the world is not going to end uh while we're still talking video games let me uh, take the opportunity then while you're waiting for your ps5 and xbox x whatever the fuck they're calling it uh you hear about this um i'm sorry totally i forgot to (laughs) i I didn't mean to cut you off but because like the xbox the new xboxes they're named so confusingly yes they're it's the xbox series x and the xbox series s well, apparently, <laughs> apparently, over the last couple of days, sales for the Xbox One X oh, no. have skyrocketed oh. because people have bought it thinking that it was the new one. Look, look, I couldn't even get my grandmother to tell the difference between GoBots and Transformers. Like, you know, and that's pretty obvious. There's no way that any parent is who's trying to buy the new Xbox. Yeah, big uphill challenge there. <laughs> yes. It's thought, ridiculous. Okay, go ahead. In, in, what t- were you going to yeah, say? No, that's, that's typical Microsoft uh, form, <laughs> by the way. It was confusing naming schemes. Uh, mm-hmm. So while you're waiting for the new consoles, um, and now that we're kind of in Halloween season, do yourself a favor uh, and pick up Luigi's Mansion 3 on the Switch. So because what? It, oh, so yeah, good. you have it? Have you played it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It is fantastic. We just got to the it's final boss. It, it, it's a great series overall. The first one was like on GameCube, so you can't really find that anymore, right? Second mm-hmm. one was on uh, 3DS, so you could probably pick that up for cheap. We did, but neither of them can hold a candle to uh, what is this one. It's a fantastic game. Great Halloween. Just um, fun gameplay. So creative. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't think enough people know about um, the the wonder that is Luigi's Mansion 3. And just the way that they've built the atmosphere in the Luigi's Mansion oh, yeah. games, like so, it's so crisp and so good, and like this this world that they create for Luigi to kind of be the star of the story yeah, is man. so robust that it's like, man, that's what he deserves. This he definitely <laughs> yes. deserves it. And for anyone thinking yeah. uh, you need a bunch of processors to get next gen graphics, this game is just as beautiful as anything else that's come out in twenty nineteen. Well, that's. I mean, that's Nintendo. Nintendo developing for their own system know exactly how to push the limits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they if they do anything right, even though I don't agree with what they with what they do with their like proprietary control schemes and stuff, uh, I don't always agree with that. But one thing that I can say is like their their development is always top notch, almost always top notch. It's it's hard to be like I, I've gone back. I, I got that Super Mario 3D All Stars. Yeah, and just going through, and I played a little bit of Mario 64 yes, with my I. daughter watching. She loves that. I uh, was playing some Mario Sunshine. like, And each of these games, Mario Galaxy, like each of these games are so, for the, for the time that they were released, they were already pushing the limits of the system that they were on. And the fact that even Mario 64 in its own way looks good by today's standards. I mean, those poly, polygon graphics that were popular in the late 90s early 2000s with the n64 and the playstation they're ugly yes but if you pit you pit playstation against n64 n64 is going to look so much better almost like 99 percent of the time and not only like, looking better but just playing better like they were much better mm-hmm. at like it felt so responsive and uh yeah, yeah that was that paved the way for all other uh, 3d platformers to come sure did so that's our video game podcast guys <laughs> hey, we'll, uh... thanks for listening <laughs>
No, this is the editing guy on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. I'm Joel. And this it's is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies, no matter what the case. Every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other. And with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, we invite you to take part in the discussion by going to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash editing bay, or in the search bar on Facebook. Type in the Editing Bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. Uh, and that's where you could talk back to us and let us know what you think about the movie of the week. If you've got ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, you can also put your suggestions there. We'll add them to the list. And uh, every once in a while, we, we we get to them unless someone's died or, you know, <laughs> there's a movie that's making some waves. And uh, and then we usually take one of those instead, uh, which is what we have done this week. Um, and, and I have to say, and I mentioned this last episode, that... Um, the origin of why I picked this instead of going forward with the original plan of doing Runaway uh, was because there's this movie on Netflix. It's kind of getting a lot of attention, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, it's controversial to say the least right now. Uh, and it's it's called Cuties. And it's kind of a um, it, it's a coming of age story about a little girl uh, in France and it's been getting a lot of like negative press people like starting a hashtag boycott Netflix kind of thing going on or cancel Netflix. Uh, and at one point it was like a week ago, two weeks ago. Now my wife got uh, involved and she, she had posted something about the movie. She'd felt like she needed to watch it to kind of see what the deal was uh, that she had heard. It really wasn't that bad. Uh, but, but she wanted to see it for herself and make her own decision. And her reaction to this movie was it was, I, I don't want to say it's what I was expecting, but I was pretty sure it was going to fall more like this, that yeah. it was people making a lot out of nothing at all. Isn't that usually uh, how it is? It, it absolutely is. Well, especially in this day and age, especially for these past four years where some like things just get politicized, like things just people get these bite sized chunks out of something. They don't want to take the time. It's like when you read the headline and just pass it around instead of actually clicking on the article and reading it. Mm-hmm. And, and finding out what's actually going on on the inside. So this movie that like she, she had said like, Hey, no, this is, this is actually a touching coming of age story. And it's about like, you know, the, the, the stupid decisions that not even little girls, but just that kids make when they're trying to fit in with each other, with their family, with mm-hmm. trying to find themselves and like the stupid yeah. things that they do when they're not being supervised. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a cautionary tale than it is something that's meant to titillate. Like, and people would respond to her thread and they're like, no, this is meant for pedophiles to jack <laughs> off. Like this is, this Whoa. is a gateway to kitty porn. Jeez. And like, she would, she would present her arguments and say like, no, actually, I think it's this Sarah's much better than I am when she disagrees with somebody. She's really good about like making them feel like they're heard and respected where <laughs> my, my approach is probably you're fucking stupid. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, dude. So, <laughs> who you think you're talking to? I thought, I thought they were <laughs> <laughs> start barking at people. So that's why I thought that it would be, it would be good for us, uh, you know, being three men, to talk about a coming of age story of a little girl. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Who better than us? I thought it would be it would be good for us to kind of tackle this and see how controversial this movie really is. Right. Uh or or is it a whole lot of nothing? Uh and we're talking about cuties that you can see on Netflix right now. Um I guess this movie was was made in twenty seventeen, but it oh, really? just now has yeah, it's just now seen an American release. Uh, on Netflix in 2020. 
Um, and it was at Sundance in 2019, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, at Sundance. Debuted there. The uh, the director, her name is. Um, hopefully, I yeah, don't good say luck this with wrong. That. Maimona <laughs> Dukuye is French. Maimona Dukuye, uh, I think, is how you pronounce the name. Sure. Uh, and this is the follow up. She made a short film in 2015 called Maman, and then S in parentheses at the end. And I'm assuming that means plural moms. I think that's what that means mm. because just like in this movie, it tackles the story of a young girl who finds out that her father is about to bring another wife home to the family. Uh, except it doesn't have all the stuff that's going on with like, you know, her uh, getting involved in a dance group and like trying to fit in with the girls at school. It's uh, more about how she's handling that at home. So I, I found it interesting that that's kind of a main theme that we tackle in cuties uh, in, in France, it's known as Mignons, uh, but Cuties oh. uh, on Netflix. So uh, I guess what I'm interested in before we before we tackle this, I want to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. Earlier in the day, Tess was watching this movie, oh, this is and, and he was like, he was like, guys, I should not be watching this movie at work. Oh, and yes. like, you know, uh, and, and then like declares, he's like, no, nah, dude, guys, this is too tough. I'm not even going to recast this film. No. So when he said that, I was like, oh, good. License to not have to recast. Good. All right. I'm not going to do that either. So I'm curious, like from from your point of view, because I think I've already kind of shown my hand a little bit from your point of view. Is the controversy about this movie justified <clears throat> from well? From both of you. I mean, either one yeah, of you can yeah. answer. But. Well, okay. Well, since I mean, I said, since I said I wasn't going to recast, and I was like, bruh, I shouldn't be watching this <laughs> here. Well, what I, what well Joel I, is like, I, I'm, I'm scared to see what kind of movies Netflix is going to suggest. Now yeah, because you watching. know, you, you watch it and you get those little, oh, because you watched Cuties, here's yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I, is there a way to tell Netflix that I didn't forget that I watched this? Go back in time <laughs> four hours. I was about to add it to my list, but then I was like, wait, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just because then you get added to it. Yes. Exactly. And just in general, just doing research for this one, because this kind of like led me down a couple of different paths, little rabbit holes uh, online. And, but I had to open one of those uh, incognito tabs in Google Chrome because oh, I didn't God. want uh, my Googles for what the legal age of consent was in other countries uh, haunting me for the rest oh, of my God. days. Oh my, God. oh my God! I didn't quite go that far. Yeah. I, didn't go that far. I did no research. I just I, I didn't at all. But I mean, but going off of what you said, like, because I forgot what you said. The scrutiny was up until up until just now about how they said this is apparently for like this is how they were going to make pedophiles, and this was and uh, and, and it was like it was a movie, it was like gateway to to, to kitty porn. Like it was it was it was it was promoting like pedophilia and like in it was it was meant to entice. Like men are going to want to watch this movie to get off on the little girls. That, well, here's the I di- I disagree with that. I don't I don't believe that's why the movie was made. I do believe it was like a coming of age. It was a coming of age story where it's like, yeah, I mean, we've seen stories like this where girls who they they do dumb things trying to act like they're older. Like, mm-hmm. or, oh, I won't say dumb. You look at a John Hughes movie. Almost every John Hughes movie was like that. Exactly. Yeah. Every, but it's just like the thing about this one that I can understand the scrutiny would be just they did definitely try to over sexualize the girls. It, at least it seemed like a little bit like in the other movies. It's you can tell like you can tell they're young girls doing this. And it's like even how they're awkwardly trying to do things in other movies. But in this mm-hmm. one, it's like 
these girls are trying to act like they're they're grown women trying to and that was the thing about that i was like yeah this is weird like that's why it was just an awkward Uh overtone from the movie from the beginning throughout for me at least gotcha what do you think joel yeah um so you kind of have to um examine the movie itself and then i think the controversy stemmed really from the uh that, that poster right the international poster they were using the the international but that um that uh i think his name was ted sarandos ted sarandos the ceo of netflix or the co-ceo that they decided that, to go like, with that one yeah that he, he he actually apologized to the director because it, in europe like the 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 promotional image for this movie was very simple, very like just these girls. I think they were like kind of in their dance gear, but like hanging out at school or whatever. And then like for the American version, the American release, like they they used pictures of them like all kind of bent over and like showing yeah. off their their butts and stuff. And it's like, well, that I kind of agree. Like that's inappropriate. And also that isn't indicative of the movie that we're about to watch. Like well, it, it in no way represents that film. It is. And it isn't. I, I, the only defense you can have for that decision is that uh, it, it, the, the purpose of this movie is to challenge, you know, uh, the, the over sexualization, the hyper sexualization of uh, uh, young girls. And, and where, where does that line cross and what are we teaching them? To, it's it's putting it in your face like it's it's dumb to say that like oh this this movie uh, over sexualizes young girls because the answer is yes yes it's doing that on purpose like you're gonna get no argument from me that that is what this movie does but it's it's the way it does it it's the intent behind it. it's the message it is in no mm-hmm. way condoning uh over sexualization in fact quite the opposite 180 degrees and, and you know the director if you read any quotes that she says She'd be like, you know, the critics of this movie and myself, speaking for the director, we're on the same page. She's like, I can't wait for you guys to see the movie so you can realize that I'm on your side. Yes, I have the yeah. same problems about this issue in the world. But when it comes and down that's to... that's why she's telling this story. Exactly. This, this is what art does. Art is supposed to, and especially in film, uh, it make you think about things that you're not that you don't see in your daily life and see things from a different point of view and question why we do these things. So from that point of view, the poster is a little bit like it's, it's, it's challenging you in the same way that the movie challenges you. However, you don't have that context when you're looking at the poster, you know, all you're seeing is that kind of John Benet Ramsey, you know, those, uh, those Mm -hmm. shows that they used to have on, uh, Oh yeah. The honey boo boo. Exactly. Exactly. It's no different than that. But it is, it is not glamorizing it. Uh, although I can see how somebody would get that impression from the poster. Yeah, I um. At, w- w- one, and my last point before we move on, as far as like the pedophiles, because you know that's what the, the criticism is. Oh, uh, pedophiles are going to see this and they're going to jerk off to it. Hey, man, pedos are going to do what pedos are going to do. Like, dude, they're going to find whatever whatever they're <laughs> looking for. They're going to find it. And yeah, I, and I'm not condoning it. Obviously, that's horrible. But you thinking that because this movie exists is giving them a green light. You don't understand the psychology behind somebody who has that that affliction. Well, I just I feel like other, besides taking their cues from somebody else, like you know, I, I I totally see this being like a Fox News kind of thing, like a you know, oh, oh wow. guys, there's like somebody's listening to a Fox News reporter talk about this, and they've like cherry picked moments from the movie to show in their report. Oh sure, and that's. Like people watch that and they're suddenly appalled and like, oh my gosh, have you seen this movie? It's just all about girls gyrating and do- and and the thing is the tr- the truth is it couldn't be farther from it. 
for me. Like nope. I and and I agree with what you're saying that like you know the 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 sexualization is part of like the point of this movie yes. and it's it's illustrating that this girl who's you know she to to quote Britney Spears she's not a girl not yet a woman mm-hmm. like she's she's trying to find who she is she's in a broken family situation right. you know she's she's got a mother who isn't paying attention to her and you see slowly as the movie's going on because she's kind of taking up a, a role as a caregiver to her little brother right. and to to their their younger sibling too and you see slowly as the movie progresses that the more that the mother isn't paying attention to what she's doing now ami our main character isn't paying attention to her brother like it's she's starting to like she's starting to mimic what she's learning from her mom and her mom isn't paying attention now to what she's doing and so now because she's not getting that kind of she's not getting nurtured she's not getting that kind of uh what oversight for lack of a better term like she's starting to do things and she's doing things to fit in with a crowd she's doing things to lash out and try to get like it's a a lot of it's kind of a a cry for help kind of thing but a lot of it is just trying to trying to mimic what she sees she sees these girls and she sees that these girls are cool and they you know they talk about you know weird stuff and the thing is had you made this like four 12 year old 13 year old boys no one would have had a problem with it. Or if it was like more of a comedy, like you know, yes. this is if this is like a play Jonah that's... Hill and and and, and <laughs> exactly. Michael Sarah, yeah. and well, suddenly I'm... it's okay. And and you say that there was a movie that came out last summer called Good Boys, and it Good is Boys. raunchy, and it is them talking yeah. about uh, sexual, and they're the same age, and they're they're mm-hmm. talking about. You know, they're discovering like sexuality. They're watching internet porn. They do all the same things that the girls do in this movie, but it's played for laughs, which I think is very mm-hmm. telling. Except for when it's the girls, you, you know, know, all all the Karens unite, and they're like, "We need to protect these girls." And it's like, hmm. bro, if anything, this movie is great. And and Sarah and I had kind of gone back and forth about it, and she was like, "This isn't the kind of movie that I'd show Harper, but maybe you know, like one of my one of my nieces, like when they're in their late teens, I would show them this." And I guess in 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 my estimation, maybe I'm a little more conservative. I'm like, I don't even think this is so much for the kids. I think this is for parents. This is for yes. adults to watch. So adults kind of have a better understanding of what the consequences are when they're not paying attention mm-hmm. to what's going on with their kids. Uh, and the and the thing is. Kids are gonna find ways to like to try to to rebel and try to find themselves. And I mean, I thought I thought this movie was beautiful. Like, I really yes. thought it was a, a fantastic film. I thought that it, it was uh, it, it was an amazing point. And I think just with all the stuff that this girl's going through and the ways that that it just kind of it's almost like it's almost like this was a more mature French Mean Girls. <laughs> like, yes. she. She went, she, you know, she went off the deep end because she was trying so hard to be something that she wasn't. And she kept trying to be more mature than she was. She kept trying to prove like she's, she was in such a hurry to be a woman and her, but her idea of what a woman was, was so skewed. Uh, and, and the thing is, what I loved about this movie is that every adult for the most part was very responsible with them as well like when she has her i can't remember if it's her cousin or her uncle she has his phone and he finds out and she starts to like undress and he's looking and 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 the thing is i was so scared that it was going to go the other way where he's like say I know. but instead he's like 
what the fuck are you doing? What is like, wrong no, with you? Stop. Yeah. Like almost every adult was responsible in the face of this. That, and that's another thing that told me, like watching this movie was that this movie was very responsible with the subject matter. When you see the girls dancing and they're gyrating and we see like, it's all like overblown and the cameras on their bodies. That's the way they're seeing themselves mm -hmm. at that point. But the thing is, like, then you cut to the audience, you cut to the people, and they couldn't be more shocked. like disgusted and shocked with what was going on. And that's the point. Exactly. Like that was that's the point. It's that these girls were doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And the movie, the movie tells you that. Mm -hmm. It acknowledges that. And the fact that like it ends with Ami finally realizes, like, she's in the middle of that dance and she realizes yeah. she's lost herself. And she goes home and she finally has that moment with her mom and mm -hmm. her mom may not be better, but her mom finally sees her mm -hmm. for the first time in this entire movie. Her mom finally sees her and is just like, you can go to the wedding if you want, or if you don't want mm -hmm. to, that's okay. And also stands up for her in, for, um, in front of her mother. Stands up for her. For the first time. For, for her right to make her own decision to be the Ami that she wants to be. And what what's so like the end of the movie, I was telling Sarah, I was like, I almost cried at the end of the movie it's where beautiful. she's like, she's walking down the street and she's just like, she's not over-sexualized Ami. She's just, she's just wearing some casual clothes. She's not wearing the mm -hmm. traditional garb. She's found a nice middle ground between the two yes. where she can still be with like, she could still be with, with her friends and her family, but be herself. And she's jumping rope. Yeah. And it's like, it kind of crescendos symbolic. Exactly. And it's just, I thought it was just a beautiful ending to the movie. I loved it. I loved it. And I feel like anybody who's focusing on the over sexualized aspect of this yeah. movie is focusing on the wrong part. They don't get why that's there. Well, that or they're bringing their own shit to it that you, they need to process. Yes. You said, Joe, that, you know, this film isn't for kids. It's not for teenagers it's for adults but unfortunately anybody who's complaining about it you know who who, who hasn't seen it they're not coming for, at it from an adult perspective uh mm. sadly they're the ones that need to be talked to the most and learn this yeah. lesson because they're the ones that are raising some of these little cretins but uh <laughs> they're they're too busy you know writing their rep representatives about cancel culture and and hashtagging cancel netflix to realize stop that, making me wear a mask i want to go get my hair done exactly <laughs> it's kind of i mean this is an important film in that way and they're totally missing the point and playing into uh the, the hype yeah yeah um now that that being said i'm sorry tess well uh that being said it, it was a um I, I guess i'll call it a wake-up call <laughs> as the parent of a little girl oh yeah that like oh i'm gonna have to be paying attention to what's going on coming your way <laughs> when she, yeah, when well, she hits her, her pre-teen years and stuff like i better be paying more attention to what's happening yeah definitely see and that's the thing with how everything with, with all the scrutiny and everything it, it's definitely people who really didn't understand the different things that the like the director and the the movie makers were actually trying to depict in it. Because with how it was shot, like how you explained with that's how the girls saw themselves when they were dancing. That's yeah. why it was like that. And the crowd and everybody like like as as we were watching it too, it's like, why are they doing this? But it was a testament to just how how we said young kids will do will do things that they're not supposed to be doing and trying to be older and it's just basically the story of them understanding that in the end and it see it's the better it's a better story than people gave it credit for but it oh, is yeah. kind of crazy how it ends i mean uh, it's crazy how it is because she does just she walks in the street like that and everything's fine but let's not forget the fact that she basically kind of murdered a girl right before <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> okay yeah 
It's like yeah. jump back to that, please. Or <laughs> he pushes that girl into the water. Yeah. Well, it was all part of her, like her downward spiral, and I think that's kind of why she breaks down on stage. That's the on other stage. thing too that's missed is that yes, everybody talks about all these girls scantily clad and dancing around and and shocking, but the main character like is overcome with uh, shame and guilt. And, guilt. and breaks yeah. down and cries and runs off. Like, that mm-hmm. is the takeaway. That's the lesson. And I love the fact that we don't come back to to those other little, to yeah. Angelica it's and the other them. little girls, because ultimately it didn't. But but the thing is, even though this is Ami's story, you get glimpses of, like, the broken situations yeah. with these other girls, too. That, and, like, Angelica. there are reasons why they're the way that they are. They've got some broken. And even the Sarah pointed out, like, the, the girl that got pushed into the water like she could they went to her house and like her mom was really sweet Mm -hmm. and like hi girls what's going on here's some snacks and here's this here's that she obviously comes from a happy home but even they they reveal she's got like an eating disorder uh she's got self-image issues so there's all these things that we we learn in this movie there's all these things that are plaguing these little girls and they're just trying to find a way to like to to grow up you know, to yeah. be to be mature, to be taken seriously. Um, you know, we see that with the the high school boys when they meet up with them mm-hmm. uh, and try to convince them that they're older than they 14 are. Fourteen instead like, of eleven. Yeah, there's this this need this need to fit in and to fit in by any means necessary. And that's you know, Ami's watching MTV and she's seeing like the you know the 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 dance videos and like oh this is what this is how women dance like this mm-hmm. is this must be what this is this must be what people are looking for and like. I don't think there was ever a moment where these girls were doing what they were doing, trying to like turn people on. They just thought no. this is what women do. Well, this is what curl, cool girls do. Yeah. And it's all about the, the whole theme of the movie is like womanhood. What does it mean to be a woman? You know, because yes. uh, she's the, the female figures in her life are her mom, who we learned early on. Uh, her, her husband is taking on a new wife. And there's not really anything uh-huh. she can do about it with her culture. In fact, her mother... Is that the mother-in-law? Or is that it's, her I actual mother? I think it's like a, a great aunt. It's, oh, there's aunt, kept, that's she right. Kept, she kept calling her auntie, but that's I, right. don't, I don't know. But, but that's the They do that. We, we do that with everybody. So auntie. it's like she could have literally just been like a friend. Okay. <laughs> well, she exhibited a lot of power over the mother because uh, she's, you know, she kind of is forcing her to accept her subservient place as a woman in this world and in this culture. Yeah. And she's making her, it's uh, that scene where uh, she's hiding under the bed, the little girl's hiding under her mom's bed, listening to her yeah. make phone calls to people to tell them that my husband is taking a second wife and she just breaks down sobbing. Oh my gosh, so, yeah. So these are the women that like she is supposed to become, that she's looking up to, that are telling her what mm-hmm. it's like to be a woman. And then on the other, the flip side of it, the hard 180, are these girls who look cool? They're her age. They talk. They do what they want to do. They're dancing. They're yeah. you know they're provocative, but not not in a sexual way. They're just uh, a, another road that she didn't know that she could take that uh, she had to learn the hard way uh, to, in, in dabbling with. Yeah, that, dude. How about how about that part where she stabs that kid in the hand? I'm <laughs> saying yeah. she was kind of yeah she was she was kind of crazy, but honestly, she lost it. She lost her way. Yeah. yeah, she had a lot that she had a lot going on, and that's why like the story is compelling in that to see everything that was going on with her at home, the home life, and that's it explained why she was doing everything with the friends and how they were interesting to her when she first came across them. But it definitely does. 
it definitely doesn't have any pedophilic things when you really think about it, because the fact that they were just trying to like when you said, Joel, that they were just doing something they thought was fun mm -hmm. and they thought that what women were like. But also they were just interested in guys who are a little bit older than them. It wasn't yeah. like yeah. grown men and things like that. Like the craziest scene was that one was when they when they they snuck into the laser, the laser tag. tag yeah. <laughs> And the security guard uh, and the security guard came and uh, got them. See, at that point, them even messing around with the whole, uh, uh, oh, he's trying to molest me. That's them trying to get away, mm -hmm. just being, yeah. being like well, jerk kids doing that. <laughs> and they I love like his reaction was like, no, I'm not. Just give me your parents' phone number. But, like I'm trying to, but they were I'm trying to call your parents. They were they were learning the uh, the power that sexuality that a woman's sexuality uh, can yield mm -hmm. because that's how they they've seen it. And, and and now they're using that that tool. They're trying to get out of trouble, and that's why later on, when Ami is is yeah like in order to get her phone back, is going to like seduce her. I think that I thought that was her father, his stepfather. Yeah, no, um, that was that was like his. It was his nephew, yeah. like her step cousin. Uh, yeah. Well, either way, uh, she 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 was just doing what she had been taught, uh, and and that's the lesson there. And the same thing with that. You said there's no pedophilia well, there. there. She, was, she was she was doing something that she wasn't taught. Like she's she because her mother was an absent presence True. at that point. Well, yeah. you know, she was just. And the thing is, like, you see hints of it early on in the movie. Like they they drop breadcrumbs about like her emotional state, like where she is, like that that the kleptomania, like where she's stealing mm -hmm. the beads, or you know, when when Angelica shows up and she like has her laundry and she drops like a bracelet and she keeps the bracelet, like. Throughout the movie, like the phone, even where she takes yeah. the phone, and I know some of that is to kind of like Chekhov's gun, like that she's going to have, like she's going to take the phone later, like she steals things. Um, but that's also kind of a, a a warning sign of somebody who's missing something, yes. and they're trying to fill that void with a material thing. And and it's I think that's that also speaks volumes to her emotional and mental state as she makes the decisions and the poor decisions that she makes along yeah. the way. Um, I, I, I feel you like, I, I feel that there's a lot to be said here. And I feel like this director obviously kind of telling a very similar story in her first short film too, right. uh, is I, I think has had to probably deal with some regret for some bad decisions that she had made. Oh, sure. Uh, and also pain from, can you imagine, can you imagine if one of your parents, like if your dad Ugh. has like married another woman and is going to bring her home to you and your mom. Like, and then adding insult to injury, like, oh, and you've got to spend the next three days like cooking the meal that's going to be served at your father's new wife's wedding. Right. Like, how, yeah. what could that do to somebody's emotion? I, I did love that guy that came to see, like after they did their thing where they were like trying to exercise the demons in yes. Ami, which was another moment that I really loved. Like as they're trying to like, they're, they're kind of dousing her with the water and she starts having like the convulsions. Like I thought that was such a, a profound, like again, I see that moment and I see somebody who's not really paying attention to the story, seeing that and going, well, look at what they made that poor little She's girl do. They're just exploiting. And I'm like, do you not? I mean, can you not read between the lines? That's the like, point. Like, like, what's happening here is that is her internal struggle being played out right now, where she wants to be something that she isn't, and like you know, she's having a hard time reconciling that with the tradition. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, after she does that, they have that guy who comes to see her, and I can't remember like a faith healer or something. Or and, something. He, and he talks to her mom, and I love that he has. He's like, look, God is never going to give a woman more than she can handle. Mm -hmm but it's still okay for you to leave. Like I thought that was 
That right. was awesome. If if anything, I resented the fact that they had to put a man in there to give a woman permission well, to like make a decision like that. But I, I understand the traditions of that culture. It's not like something that she could just kind of come to that conclusion mm-hmm. and just decide I want I want to be this. Um, but I loved that there was that moment. I loved that that we were able to introduce that, that there was in that culture, you still had kind of a, a progressive male figure mm-hmm. that was like, look, you don't have to deal with this. Like this is if it's too much, you can go, you can go your own way. And I think that that, that worked towards her being like who she was at the end that she finally saw on me and stood up for her is because she was finally able to make that realization. Yeah. I love that this Um, film is, uh, and and I didn't know that the director was female, uh, until I kind of looked it up, uh, halfway through watching the movie and thank God that it was, because this would be really hard to explain if, if, if it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I would. I'd, I was already kind of predisposed to maybe apologize for this film a little bit, just because I, I knew... I, I, we've seen this how many times, Joe? Countless times where there's controversy about something, and then at the end of the day, when you finally see it, it's, it's much ado about nothing, or much about nothing. it's the complete opposite of the point that the people complaining are making. It's like, you guys didn't yes. even bother to look into this to realize how ignorant mm-hmm. you sound. Uh, yeah. So, so I, no surprise that uh, I'm coming down where I am with this film. Uh, I guess I, I'm with you. I do think it's excellent, uh, especially for like a first time director. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. N- not only that that it's it's a female director, but it's it's told from a female perspective, and we don't yes. we don't get a lot of this. And of course, leave it to leave it to France. Well, first of all. You, you have to give it a pass because it is French. Like the French, yes. <laughs> they're always kind of pushing the boundaries when it comes to sexuality in film. You know, they basically oh, invented yeah. modern cinema. So, uh, well, and this movie definitely has like European sensibilities. Yes, you know, and they are they are just Foreign. a much more liberal people. Yes, like they're they're more liberal with with their physicality. They're liberal with their storytelling. That mm-hmm. they're not as I don't know, man. Like we we've just become such such prudes. Yeah. In in America, and I get it. Like, obviously, we don't want to go crazy with like sexualizing children. That's one thing. Obviously, but I can't. Like, I just can't get on board on the. That's what this movie is trying to do: is sexualize kids. Like, <laughs> it's clearly no, not. It's there's a there's a very distinct line between we're sexualizing children and these children are uh, well, they're exploiting themselves trying to be something that they aren't absolutely that's the point of the story mm-hmm. uh and i think that that's something that obviously these filmmakers at, at least this filmmaker and you know in particular just isn't shying away from no, like yeah. the, this isn't it's not a taboo topic for them this is a very real thing and it's like hey you know look i can't protect you sweetheart like this is something that really yeah. happens in the world and, and, and i'm trying to tell you a story about it yes and the young girls in, in these movie the choices that they're making are a result of the society that's around them. That's kind of telling them, Oh, this is how sexuality works. This is how women can get the things that they want. Uh, And it's something to aspire to, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's even mention Uh, of the Kardashians in this movie. So pay attention. I'm going to, I'm just going to go back to that, that last image though. I like as like her mom leaves the room and tells her she could do whatever she wants to do. Mm -hmm. And just, we, we, we cut to a shot of the bed and it's got the traditional wedding dress that she was going to wear for her father's wedding. And then next to it, the dancer's outfit. Yep. They're both laying on the bed. They're both abandoned. She's moving them. And yeah. just like, you know, she's just in mm-hmm. comfy, like jeans and a t-shirt. Her hair's down. Yep. She became a woman. And she, well, she became a woman. 
but ironically accepting being like a, a woman like she's letting herself be a kid yes the fact that she's jump rope she's yeah. jumping rope she's playing the game of a child that means like she's she's accepting who she is and where she is now development uh and and man it's just it, again just the like that result for her at the end made me so happy that like all right i feel like she's gonna be okay like she she undergoes a very profound like crisis of consciousness like mm -hmm. that adults in their 30s and 40s have a hard time with and oh, i'm yeah. like she did this at 11 years old people never do <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i thought i thought visually i thought this movie was great i mean there's that's beautiful there, there, it's 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 so good. I, th I thought it was really good. It's not a movie that I'm gonna like rush back and watch again. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not in a hurry to re-experience Cuties, no. but I'm glad that I did experience Cuties. I'm glad that I now know for myself what the story is, what the movie is, and that there is a very heartfelt and sh and and powerful yeah. coming of age story that's here. I will be honest though, I uh, mm -hmm. was uh, using that uh, skip button, ten second skip button, uh, pretty, oh, yeah. pretty liberally oh, yeah. throughout the film because yeah. uh, really I get it. Yeah, I don't need to yeah. see it. It makes exactly. it's trying to make you feel uncomfortable, and by God, yeah. it succeeded because uh, I was like, all right, I get the point you're trying to make. I don't need to uh, see this. Um, yeah, for the point the, to be made. You're talking about you're talking about the the three minute montage of her trying to teach them all how to do their dances and stuff. And, <laughs> there's a, there's and a couple the of dance them. at the end. There's a few dance scenes. There's a few. Well, uh, but but see the the thing is like even through like the the music and the visuals like they're telling the story and and Sarah pointed this out that like their dance at the end even though they're like dancing all high energy and like humping the floor like if you pay attention the music starts to take on kind of a somber tone. Hmm. And, and it's, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's nice. It's nice that the, how, like how orally it's like signaling you that like, yes, there's something off here. There's something wrong here. There's something sad about what's happening right now in this moment. Um, so I don't know. I appreciate that. I guess mm -hmm. I wasn't so focused on like what was going on, like visually on the screen, like, Ooh, look at, you know, look at, right. 11 year old bums like that that wasn't my focus uh it was more like the why the mm -hmm. why is this why did they make the choices that they made yeah. uh and I, I i don't know i i found it i found it to be fantastic i didn't skip past anything in yeah. this movie well i i said before it was meant to be challenging and it is it it, it wants mm -hmm. you to, to kind of sit through that stuff and question like what at what age is something too young like what okay if 11 is is <laughs> obviously agreed upon as way too young when does that yeah. change and that's why i was looking for like the age of consent in other countries and it ranges man you get it as young as like 14 in some countries and, and not like any backwards countries like countries well, you've heard of and the aunt tells the story about like mm -hmm. when she finds out that Ami's had her her period. Yeah, she's like, when I was your age, I was already she was like, when I was your age, I was being yeah. given away to a man. Mm -hmm. I was I was my it was my wedding day. I was being revealed to to our family, and I was like, wow, wow, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's crazy. But so, so we're telling them they're old enough to be married, but we're not mm -hmm. supposed to sexualize them, right? Uh, right. And, and you're old. You're you're old enough to be some other man's property. Yeah. But but you're I mean, not old enough to to act this way or do this thing or I mean, you know that's like weird. That's too, why though. it's so important <laughs> that they yes. have somebody raising them, that they have a parent watching over them and like teaching them. Who's a good role uh, model and, and paying attention, not just teaching them, but paying attention mm -hmm. to what they're doing. Yeah. 
and and help pre- prevent them from making yeah. stupid decisions. Because we uh, act as if you know this this the, there's some magic number that happens when you turn 16, where all, all of a sudden now it's suddenly, okay. And that's not how sexuality works. People develop no. at different ages. People, yeah. Like, yeah. I was a late bloomer. I was I was in no condition when I was sixteen <laughs> to be. To, I wouldn't even know to quote uh, Days of Confused. Son, you wouldn't know what to do if you got there. If you got oh, right. there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, and and then I knew a girl in junior high who got pregnant at fourteen. So uh, yep. for us to kind of try to to put everybody into the same box. Uh, no pun intended. You can't. You, you definitely can't do that. And that's the thing. I'm. I am glad that we did do this. And this was definitely <laughs> this because because after watching the movie, I was like, man, I don't understand why. I don't understand this. Like I understood the different things going on, but I was like, I don't know. But talking to you two and having you guys and like getting the different perspectives and you guys explaining something, it's like. You guys had a more you had a more mature way of looking at this movie that helped me understand some of the things that like from a cinematic perspective that the director was trying to convey to the audience. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of things that like it's a lot of things that aren't exactly just I mean, they're subtle, but you should be able to understand. But things that that's why the cancel culture and the people who they're just, who are just looking for uh things to be wrong mm-hmm. while why they're able to find those things so easily and just have their gripes about it like Man. i can understand both sides of it now yeah, blame blame the pandemic <laughs> people got too much time on their hands, too man. Much people time. got too much, um, too much time, and too many things they want to be mad about. Yeah. And exactly, apparently, man. it had an effect too because uh, Netflix cancellations went up. I think, like, I think I heard like eight uh, percent the day after it was released. Uh, I'd be yeah. curious to see how many of those people come back when uh, the Mandalorian is released and uh, other uh, shows. <laughs> Although I, I, I can't imagine there's a lot of cross section between that audience. <laughs> people like Mandalorian's back. Get my Netflix account back. <laughs> but you up know, and going. I mean, like you know, they're only they're only uh, fooling themselves if they think a mm-hmm. they're having any effect and b that um, th- this kind of art shouldn't be made and and these topics shouldn't be discussed because they absolutely yeah. should. The the reason it's- that we're in the situation we are is because people don't understand sexuality enough either from their own gender's perspective and certainly the uh-huh. opposite genders. That's true. No, they they don't understand it and the, and right now like we live in this weird time and I I blame our president <laughs> like part of when nobody nobody Big wants art. to admit that like they're wrong or could benefit from just like educating themselves. Hey, maybe if I take a couple of minutes to learn about this thing, I'll realize, oh, it's not it's not it's not what I was told at all. It's not what I thought it was at all. This is actually this is actually pretty great. And if we didn't as a society here in America like shy away from like, you know, tackling tough subjects like this with our kids, you know, just and like you said Sometimes we have to challenge ourselves. Sometimes we need to be challenged to kind of understand what's going on in the world around us. Uh, and this is definitely what, what this movie does. This movie is going to challenge you. It's going to make you think. It's going to make you uncomfortable. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes you need to get uncomfortable so you can understand something a little bit better and understand how it affects you. Like, that's it's yeah. okay. Just because something's challenging doesn't mean it's bad. It's just challenging. Well, well said. Let me ask you then, uh, would you recommend Cuties? 
Um, it's hard to it's hard to recommend because you, you kind of have to be ready and, and willing to you got to know what you're getting into and, and uh, have an open mind and be willing to receive kind of the message that this movie's trying to say and, and maybe you don't care that's fine like I would not have watched this movie uh, had we not been forced to foisted upon me uh, by yeah. this podcast <laughs> and your wife Joe but um, I'm glad that I did because it's beautiful I think it's excellent uh, I think it's uh, spot on. It's great filmmaking. It's great acting. We haven't talked enough about the child actors, but uh, mm-hmm. I remember when I first heard about this movie, I, th- I thought it was a documentary. And, of course, I think that's part yeah. of the kind of misinformation campaign, not getting the full story out there. But um, uh, you would think this was a documentary by how good the actors are, that you're just kind of yeah. a fly on the wall of watching these tweens kind of discover themselves. And I think that's also part of the problem because a lot of there's another issue that's like, well, in trying to tell this story about the dangers of, you know, of exploiting children, they're actually exploiting these children that are in the movie. And I'm like, you know, these are actors, right? Like, yes. this, yeah. isn't a, this isn't a documentary. This is these are actors. They're paid to do this. They have guardians like I don't I think that. I, they agreed to be a part of this, and even the stuff that I've seen, like, isn't really exploiting these children. Like, well, I think you you really got to check yourself at the door, man. And also, that's being very naive to think that there aren't millions of young girls doing the exact same things that these girls are doing in this film. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, would you say the same thing about your own daughter? Is your own daughter exploiting her own upcoming oh, sexuality? Well, nope, my daughter's never going to have a phone. <laughs> After yes, watching uh, this movie, this my movie. daughter's never having. She's never gonna have a. Yeah, I, I, Jen and I were talking, and we were like, oh, "We don't envy the the children of this era uh, who, yeah. are, who are living through this social media time. I can't imagine yeah. a more difficult time to be a an upcoming teenager in the world." Whew, man, it's, it's nuts. Um, yeah. t- so, Tess, <laughs> <laughs> well. I have nobody to recommend this movie to. <laughs> it's what I'll Hey it's Luigi. It's what is what I'll say. It's the the one thing I can say about recommending it is what you guys touched on earlier. It's probably a movie for for adults who have who have children, specifically young girls who are growing up to understand like, yeah, this is these are things that they could be doing now in this day and age. So you guys need to be on top of that shit like mm-hmm. you, that's that's the biggest recommendation about this but as of like to who else there's no one else that i could be like you need to see this movie <laughs> this is so, like there's nothing about it that's uh, so i would just recommend it to old to parents with young girls all right i enough. would i would absolutely recommend this movie to anybody listening to this podcast right now who's already heard about the whole movie and knows what happens I mm. still think it's worth you you should watch this movie. It's not again, it's not going to be like Endgame or Titanic. Like it's not going to be a repeat viewing kind of film. But I think it's important enough and I think that we live in a time still where there aren't enough good coming of age story like yeah. about girls, about yes. how how what it's like the experience for a girl to live in that time where it's like that between where it's like you know, you, you're in such a hurry to grow up, but you're still a child. And like finding yourself, I don't think we have enough movies like that uh, with with female protagonists. Yep. And in that respect, I think that this movie is very important and fills a very important void. Uh, so absolutely, I do. I, I recommend yeah. this movie. It made me 100%. understand uh, women. I It made me think I understood women a little more than I did before. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so for that, yeah, I think it's worth it. Yeah. Um, all right. So what did this movie do right? Uh, well, I'll go. Um, for, for me, what it did right is that it was it was a good coming of age story for for girls like and that's what that's what it was going for and didn't deserve the scrutiny for people thinking it was otherwise because it did show how like i kept saying kids do dumb things gotta learn from those mistakes and the journey that they have to go through in owning up hopefully well hopefully owning up to their own mistakes and realizing that they need to change and do things another way or that they don't need to act a certain way because they think it'll make people like them more or it'll get them this or that, but to actually understand who it is that they are and where their place in the world and this whole ecosystem is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joel? Uh, the film itself is great, but I, I want to say that uh, the controversy surrounding it is one of the best things because it's gotten mm. people like us talking about it. It's, 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 mm. uh, it, it's, it's made people question. It's made people curious. I said, you know, Netflix cancellations went up, but also viewership of this film went up, uh, because mm-hmm. of the controversy. It was like number five, I think the week that it was released. Uh, so I yeah. think millions mm. more people saw it than maybe would have, uh, had it not been on their radar because of the misguided misinformation campaign surrounding it. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, while it did the film a disservice, and I think that's going to take some time to undo that damage, it'll be interesting to kind of see where public opinion is you know, a year from now, uh, once the dust mm-hmm. kind of settles. But uh, the more people I think that see this film, the better. Yeah. Um, okay, so I know I went on and on about how this is an important film, uh, and it fills an important void, and I obviously do feel like that's one of the things that this movie did right, but I think the thing that we did not... Uh, praise enough and I'm going to say is what this movie did right I think is the cast uh, yeah. you know they're mm-hmm. not not all of the cast members are are fantastic actors but I think the the folks that are in the key positions the key places especially our main player the Ami character yeah, like, she's, she's yeah, stellar yeah, this she, is, she is a superstar in yeah. the making like she yeah. is going to be huge um like her performance is just compelling uh, and i think the 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 woman who plays her mother is fantastic mm-hmm. the woman who plays her aunt is great like yeah. even a couple of the other little girls like that that play her friends like they're so good this cast is really good uh and and so i think i think that works uh just to speak to what joel said about how like the controversy helped this movie out i agree i think that you know getting getting the word out uh, it's just it's just a shame to me, though, that people will watch this movie still and and still hold something against it because mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's discouraging to me that people will see this and see like kind of how they were saying like well they're you know they're 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 exploiting the girls that are in the movie trying to tell the story about exploitation and it's like look man can you not get it past your head can you not understand that that them performing this is not the same as like saying it's okay. They're not endorsing it. They're they're it's a, it's a cautionary tale. They're depicting yeah. this, they're showing you this story, but they're not they're not giving you permission. Like they're not they're not making excuses. Right. So I thought I think that that's I wish that that's a, an idea that would get I don't know, that, that that people would kind of jump onto a little bit easier. Um and and just in specifically talking about some of the people that my wife has had to kind of go back and forth <laughs> with in her thread. Like and 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 again, you know, she's so calm and 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 very good about listening to what other people say. And it really frustrates me when I see people respond to her with like, "No, I know what's going on, and I know what's right, and I know this, and I know that." And it's like, 
bro, you've clearly not watched this movie. And if you did, mm -hmm. you would understand. And if you have watched the movie and that's all you're taking away from it, you lack I feel the, sorry for the emotional. Person. You lack the yeah. emotional maturity to handle a movie like this. Yes. Um, all right. So what did this movie do wrong? Well, just to go off of what you just said real quick, though, it's like, yeah, if at the end of this year, you're really mad. It's just like, why are you that mad about it? You shouldn't <laughs> care. You shouldn't care that you shouldn't care that much about this. It's something that I understand should make you uncomfortable, but move on. Bro. Yeah, that's the uh, result. Of it. And again, how many times have we seen this story? Like, look at the Jerry Falwell Jr., um, right? Mm -hmm. that, that guy's name. Uh, yeah. And, and it's, it's always the people that are, like, proclaiming the loudest about, you know, sin and morals and blah, blah, blah. They're the ones who end up getting caught fucking the pool boy, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, maybe uh, some of these people, methinks thou doth protest too much. Uh, well, just it's that, that, that. <laughs> that element that element that we saw i don't know if you remember joel when uh scorsese made the last temptation of christ yes oh yes. and like bef before the movie even came out like there was like a whole thing like people were boycotting movie theaters and like jesus has you can't sex. yeah you can't let scorsese yeah. tell the story of christ and it's like Dude, you haven't even seen it yet. Like, you don't even know. Like, Scorsese's a fantastic director. I'm sure he's going to do yeah. fine. You haven't even seen it, and you're boycotting this. Like, I remember TV stations having, like, editorials. Like, they, they would do, like, a five-minute spot about, like, we here at this TV station. Like, <laughs> we do not support The Last Temptation of Christ. And I was like, what? And then the wow. movie comes out, and it's like, no one's talking about it anymore. Of course. No one. Can. Like, the thing that people talk about the most is, like, Willem Dafoe throwing tables in like the the gambling parlor or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, well, that was in the Bible. <laughs> like that <Bro>. actually happened. <laughs> Man, that was my church. My church was like that about the Da Vinci Code. I remember yeah. my oh. I remember my pastor preaching about that. I was like, why do they hate? Uh, why do they hate Nick Cage so much or whoever whoever <laughs> was there? <laughs> That was that was Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks! Did like, you why seriously did they Tom just Hanks? mistake Tom Hanks for Nick Cage, well, bro? Because Da Vinci what, Code, the, National the, Treasure, the, it's all. Thank you, thank you, Joel. <laughs> thank you treasures. very much. National Treasures, the, the Kmart of the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> exactly, the Great Value version. Of it. <laughs> but getting back on track, um, what I think this movie did wrong had to be the American promotion of it. Yeah, because that's what sparked all of this all of this controversy yeah. and that's what did the movie it's disservice from the beginning and didn't allow the uh, didn't allow an audience to actually digest this movie and make their own opinions of it oh yeah no you're right you're right i'm looking at it right now i'm looking at the uh yeah. like the the original movie poster and it's just the girls on the street they got their shopping bags and stuff and they're just kind of like you know they're walking down the street and it's like that's kind of gives you a better idea of what this movie's about and then you scroll down just a little bit and you see the american version it's yeah. them like mid twerk in their dance outfits i will like, correct yeah, you and, and point out it's not the american version it was the international poster that oh. america chose so like hundreds of oh. other countries didn't have a problem with this poster being out, <laughs> which is awesome. yep there it is um i guess I, I, this is going to seem really simple but what i thought this movie did wrong was that i couldn't find and i don't know if it was just an option in netflix but i couldn't find just the subtitled version of the movie I had to yeah. listen to the dub. The, and the dub, the dub is horrible. Like it's, I <laughs> did not like the dub. Yeah. I didn't like the voices. Uh, there were a couple that matched up okay, but and I don't know if it's because I do this, so I, yeah. I key into it a little bit more. But like it, when I watch anime, unless it's mine. <laughs> if I watch anime, <laughs> I watch the subbed version because I would rather just 
I would rather the voice match the mouth. Me too. Wait, you and got, I can just read what the text is. You guys, you guys didn't have it like that. That's how no. I watched it on Did Netflix. You? Oh, yeah, okay. it was it was in French, and like oh, I, I had a subtitle, uh, so I, I watched it like I, I watched it like an anime. Man, yeah. I watched it with the dub, and it was it was old, rough. Old I did too. I was like, <laughs> old asses, <laughs> old asses. <laughs> Sound like you the guy from Cobra Kai. Xbox, you can't get a PlayStation Five. You yes. got no technology. You're like that guy from Cobra Kai. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> just like Johnny Lawrence. Send that to the internet. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, all right, so we're not doing the recast. No. Uh, oh yeah. yeah does anybody not. have any final thoughts on this? I know I already asked that, but if anybody has any final things that they thought of uh, before we move on, I, I just want to point out the hypocrisy about uh, how this movie, who that is, I'll call it art. It is art. It's high art. It has something to say. It has a message. I think it has a compelling story, but also something that's kind of like true to life and 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 poignant and necessary in this time. Um, and yet we've got movies like Spring Breakers, you know, that, yeah. like oh, you want to yeah. talk about something exploitative, <laughs> that's, that's more exploitative yeah. than this film is because that's not even trying to pretend to be something uh, that yeah. it's not. And those girls, yeah. <laughs> while a little bit older and again, technically of that, yeah. that consenting age, uh, it's, it's, it does a more of a disservice for kind of, uh, um, sexuality exploring sexuality than this movie uh-huh. does um and, yeah. and yet mm. you know the these are the types of movies we boycott and yet like you know violence is just like everywhere and things are getting more you can you can b- b- have a movie poster with a gun on it every main character holding a gun but god forbid yeah. we talk about sexuality which is like the driving force for everything in the world unfortunately Security. no yeah. you know it's funny because i thought about this other movie too uh, I don't know if you saw, you've probably saw the American version called Let Me In with Chloe Grace Moretz, oh, yeah. uh, but it's about a little girl vampire, but I, I'm talking about like the original version that came out the year before Let the Right called One In. Let the right one in. And the whole thing, I don't know if you've ever seen this test, but it's about a little girl. She this, Okay, so a little boy befriends a little girl who lives on her own. Uh, well, she, there's, she's got this old man that lives with her, and you find out through the course of the story, she's a vampire. And She's been around for like hundreds of years. The old man that's with her is actually kind of like her human caretaker. He's the one that's able to go out in the daylight and like go find her stuff and then bring it back. But like at one point in this movie and and like this little, this girl's probably like 10, 11 years old. Uh, But in this movie, like she ends up revealing herself to this little boy and like the set, the like what she went through before she became a vampire is she was abused and there's a point where she like shows this little boy and you see it. You you they she shows her vagina on the screen. And the thing is, like, I'm sure like it was a prosthetic or they used like somebody else. There's no way a movie's gonna let a 10-year-old girl do that. But just that, like that thing, like and nobody had a problem. Nobody was up in arms about that. Nobody was like, I hear in this movie, this 10-year-old girl shows her <laughs> vagina. Like nobody was up in arms about that. Yeah, I never heard about that. Right, like, exactly. At all. Exactly. In this movie, you don't see anything, and it's all done through like it, it, it's it's. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm turning into a broken record now because I'm going to go back into my point of like it's not them actually trying to be sexual; it's just them trying to mimic what they think is mature and like what girls do. Uh, and it's just it's sad to me. It's sad to me that people can't tell the difference. Uh, all That's right, it. so. Um, if you've got thoughts about cuties, uh, if there's something that we haven't touched on, if you want to argue with us and demand that it's a movie made just for pedophiles to get the rocks off, 
go ahead and write us. Go to facebook.com slash editing bay or uh, on Facebook, find that search bar, type in the editing bay, uh, and then find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, uh, and that's where you can send your stupid argument. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or if you have ideas for, uh, for movies for us to watch in the future, you could go ahead and put those there. We'll add them to the list. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's editingbay.com. Please go there. If you want to subscribe, you want to check us out on the socials, you're going to get our uh, link to our Facebook page, as well as our Twitter handle, which is at the editing bay. Please follow us there. Uh, you want to subscribe on Patreon. I'm still uh, working on getting all those updated, but it's a nice way to support the show uh, monetarily. If you think we have some sort of value, uh, not just spouting <laughs> off at the mouth, a couple of chuckleheads. Uh, so yeah, all that and more on editingbay.com. Uh, leave us a rating and review, please, on your podcasting app. Five-star rating would be fantastic. And then a review. Let us know what you like about the show. If there's something you think we could be doing better, uh, go ahead and you know say that too. Just make it five-star criticism, and we're good. Because if you leave less than five stars, you know what you are? Oh, no. What? You're one of these assholes that hasn't even <laughs> watched the movie mm-hmm. and is going to start making judgment calls and demanding that you know exactly <laughs> what it's about. And blah, blah, blah. It's a gateway to pedophilia and kitty porn. And you don't know your ass from your elbow. Yeah, you can fuck uh, right and, off. And in fact, yeah, we don't even want you listening to this podcast. Don't review it. Unsubscribe. We don't want you. Uh, all right, so what are we going to do next week, guys? You're up, Tess. What are we doing? Uh, I am up. So I've changed my pick at least three times throughout this, this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thanks for coming yeah. prepared, buddy. Well, man, you know, I knew what I was going to do. But it's just <laughs> every time we started talking, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me switch it up and do something else. Kids. So, so original. Well, actually, I have never seen kids. Which oh, is funny it's enough. a great double oh feature with cuties. I've heard so many terrible things about this movie, oh, about the movie Kids. It earns them like, all. so many. It's a bad coming of age movie that I'm like, I've never it's seen. Soundtrack. So many people get huh. AIDS in that film. Oh, yeah. Natural one. I'm like, I don't. I'm like, I don't know if I want to double up with an AIDS movie. It's like not that. bad. I mean, look, <laughs> and, and the thing is, like, kids is going to challenge you too. Look, is the, the thing that I, the problem that we're running into is that people don't understand nuance and should just be sticking to Adam Sandler movies. There you go. Because if you want, <laughs> if you want everything on the surface, <laughs> listen to our Grandma's Boy episode from last week. <laughs> yeah. So originally, I was going to go with either a goofy movie or Hercules from 1997. But as we were talking about it, it made me decide that, you know what? We need to see the opposite version of what we just watched. Uh We need to see the boy version of this. And we talked about about this movie a little bit. At least we we, uh, brought it up. And I'm talking about 2019's Good Boys. Oh, that's my movie that I'm picking because I don't know if either of you have actually seen it. I haven't. No, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, man, it is hilarious. I did see it, <laughs> and I agree. You were in for a treat. Good. Yeah, I can't wait to see it, man. That's going to be fun. I thought you were about to say the Goofy movie. I was like, I love that movie. I know. No, right? I do. I'm, oh, no, I'm, we're still eventually going to watch yeah, it. I want, I want to see and, both of and, those. And Hercules. But I was like, no, we'll go Good Boys because we're going to go funny instead of going kids because I haven't seen that. But we'll shelf kids, I guess, for yeah, another dude, not, time. No, we're, not, we're, we're not, never going to do it. <laughs> you never want to go down that. Joe is vetoing right I now. I mean, we did. We did. I, the, the, kids is one of the kids. Not only is kids a rough movie to watch, 
But the problem is it's, it reminds me of a really rough time in my life where like yeah. I was seeing some dark films. Ah. <laughs> there was a lot of darkness in, in cinema around that time. Yep. But, uh, but no, dude, I'm excited about Good Boys. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it at all. I'm, I'm really stoked about this. Awesome. Good pick. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, uh, if that's it, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Jeff, thank you very much, sir. <clears throat> Tess, good job. Yeah, man. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll see you next week for Good Boys. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.